0: Welcome to Union Power Coaching, piecing purpose and strength together. Hello, Mike Turnpenny here, and welcome back to the Union Power Coaching podcast, where we discuss how to be happier, healthier, and more productive. I hope you've all been well. I hope you've all been happy, healthy, and productive and that you are making progress on whatever brings you the most happiness in life. I want to say thanks to everyone that listened to the last week's podcast, as well as the midweek meditation. It really does bring a smile to my face, seeing the listens go up. So if you haven't listened yet, please do check them out and rate and subscribe and share. And a very special thank you very, very quickly to a listener we have in Brazil called Hejani who always gives me uh, her thoughts and ideas after each podcast. So thank you ever so much for reaching out to me. The feedback and the ideas don't go unappreciated. So thank you ever, ever so much. Today, I am going to talk about how we can be more accepting of our circumstances and how we can let go of control. This is something that we all struggle with at times and something that we have to see in its true context to really be able to decide if it is in fact something we can dictate or if it is just something we have to let go of and just hold on to the lessons that we learnt that will aid us in the future for me it's really important to develop the skill to see things for what they really are otherwise we can end up going around in like self-created circles for months or years at a time oblivious to the unconscious stubbornness that our ego presents to us, making us believe that everything around us should change, but not us. So before I go on, let me just clarify what I mean when I use the word ego. When I refer to the ego, I'm talking about the part of our mind that tries to control how we act and how we think. The ego interprets the world for us rather than allowing us to see the full picture and its true reflection this is why it's important that we begin to practice true acceptance there's a quote that i really love that says if you want something you've never had you must first do something you've never done think about that for a moment if you want something you've never had you must first do something you've never done so let me ask you what what do you want in life and what must you do to make it happen? Write it down if you can right now, or set a reminder to come back to this later, but I really want you to think about what do you need to do to make your dreams come true? What do you have to do differently to achieve something that you really, really want? I listened to a podcast with the American actor Matthew McConaughey about a year or so ago. It was around the start of COVID, so maybe nearly two years perhaps, and he spoke about how there was a time in his career when he began turning down multi-million dollar film offers as he wanted to move on from being the romantic comedy actor into more serious roles. So it seemed crazy to those around him at the time, and he even evicted himself that he was tempted to just take some roles as the months kept going by and the years went on, but he stuck to it. And eventually he went on to get many roles to this day in the types of films that he wanted to be in. It's to the point now where he's done so many non-rom-com films that I didn't even know that that's how he used to be typecast for so long. In this example, he accepted that at the time, that's who he was and that's how he was perceived. To be able to move on, he first had to accept that situation for what it was and let go of any control he had or thought he had. Whether he liked it or not, it was what it was, and only he could change it. Sometimes by saying no to something, however tempting it may seem, we allow room for a more powerful and purposeful yes in the future. The next example I'd like to share is when I was helping my brother-in-law, who's Colombian, with an English test for a job interview last year. Now, it was a pretty tough test that even I, a native English speaker, found elements of challenging. Now, obviously, it wouldn't have helped him had I just done the exam for him, as if he was successful with the application, it would be him working there after all, and they would soon realise that he didn't have the English level demonstrated on the test. After a few attempts, he turned to me and said, I'm just going to send it as it is, because this is my reality. This is my English level, and if it's not good enough, it's up to them to decide. It was such a beautiful expression of acceptance that the words have stayed in my mind ever since. I've even, like, said them to myself in other situations since that day, where wishing my circumstances were different wouldn't make it so. We have to accept our current reality. Acceptance doesn't mean giving up. It means that we just recognise where we are now, And we decide not to waste our energy in that moment so that we'll be able to use the energy more productively going forward as we now know that we have room for improvement and we can start planning how we can do so. It's like, for example, if a car is running out of petrol, the driver would slow down to preserve what they had before being able to stop at the next petrol station to fill up. They wouldn't just put their foot down and tell themselves that it wasn't so as it wasn't convenient. We have to be realistic and we have to be accepting. We have to use our energy in the same way, carefully and strategically. But we can only do this if we see things for what they really are. My brother-in-law has since gone on to take English lessons to improve his level and his confidence and has recently received a promotion. I'm sure that the next time he takes an English test, he will see that his reality has changed for the better due to his own self-awareness to accept and work on improving himself and therefore open up more and potentially better opportunities for himself in the future. The next thing I want to mention is how important it is not to take things personally, as deep down we know our true worth and our true potential. We'll always have critics though, of course, and doubters, regardless of if it's convenient or fair or not. So we might as well turn this into motivation and fuel. We shouldn't, of course, change what we're doing to please the minority, to please those critics, but we can look at the feedback we get and assess it with an open mind to see if there's anything that we should actually take on board. So how many of you have ever done a uh, self-evaluation form before? I've done a few in the past, and I've always tended to either be overly critical of myself or the extreme opposite of not wanting to admit any faults at all. I used to wonder why this was, And I thought maybe it was due to having some kind of fear of being mediocre. So I opted for the extreme end of either side. But I recently learned exactly why it is. And it's because the ego has to be the best. Even if that means being the best at being the worst, then so be it. The ego will gladly stand on that worst podium and proudly accept that gold medal. Another thing is we have to be prepared to confront our perfectionism. If it isn't helping us then we should let it go. I was recently trying to edit one of these podcasts that had some noise from my neighbor and some noise from the street on it. And I was trying so hard to fix it that I ended up making it sound a lot worse and just left it as it was in the beginning. I've now decided that within reason to leave the recordings as they are, as these are my circumstances. I'm not Joe Rogan in a podcast studio. I'm Mike Turnpenny in my flat on the fifth floor in the center of Bogota. There's going to be some noise filtered through from time to time. And I'm sure that you lovely people will be forgiving and accepting of it. So thank you very, very much for that. So speaking of, you know, not being Joe Rogan, I was speaking to a friend recently about saying things such as like, if only, or had I done it this way, or maybe like, um, if things were different. We all probably say things like this daily, which is fine because by reliving scenes from our lives, we are able to program our mind for next time so that we can improve and get better results. However, if we're not careful, we can end up reliving a scene or scenes over and over and over again so much that we'll end up just torturing ourselves about what went wrong rather than seeing how we can learn from it. I lazily once decided to wash my wife's white shirt in a mixed washload. Long story short, I bought her another shirt, I no longer wash white clothes with other colours, and luckily I am still married. In the instant aftermath of Shirtgate though, of course I like lamented myself and said, why didn't I just wait? Why didn't I just do this? But I kindly allowed myself to move on with my life with the vow to be a better clothes washer in the future. This obviously is like a humorous example with pretty low stakes, but the same attitude can be used in all levels of situations. We have to support ourselves through all learning processes. When our intentions are pure, but our execution still needs a little work, it's okay. Accepting where we made a mistake or where we can improve is for our own benefit. It's a positive habit to develop where we can see things for what they really are and we can think of it as a good and helpful thing. Had I lied to my wife and told her that her white shirt had always been a dull shade of blue It wouldn't have changed the truth of what had happened and would have only had a negative impact on how she thought about me and potentially cause a lack of trust in the future with other subjects. So now to touch more on letting go of control, this is something I've thought about a fair bit lately. I'll go into further detail on a future podcast, but for those of you who follow me on Instagram or YouTube at Union Power Coaching, um, you will know that I take daily ice baths. This, for me, has taught me that by relinquishing the control that we have and trusting what will follow is often surprising. The thought of what's to come is often far scarier than the reality of doing something, be it an ice bath, um, a roller coaster, or doing perhaps a big favour for a friend. Using the ice bath as an example, I can tell you that the time in there allows for a much better day and mood than if I weren't to do it. Five minutes in the water gives me a full day of feeling amazing as opposed to not doing it for five minutes and therefore spending a full day on low energy and feeling like I didn't do something that I should do. As I say, I'll discuss this further in a future podcast, but if ice baths seem a little daunting, try starting with a 15 second cold shower first thing in the morning. You'll soon see that you are capable of flourishing when you let go of control and when you let go of that hot water tap. A perhaps more enjoyable example I can offer you that you might be more up for trying is going for a massage. There's an amazing Thai massage studio not too far from my house that my wife and I have been to a few times an hour. I always have the realisation there that I have zero control. The massage therapists put me in positions that I didn't even know were possible and crack bones I didn't even know I had. For the hour duration of the massage, we hand ourselves over to someone else, and we leave in one piece, feeling much better than before. So think about that. Letting go of control, things are okay, nothing bad happens. It's like when you don't look at your phone maybe for an hour or maybe a half a day because you're doing an activity, maybe you leave it at home, and then when you finally access your phone again, you've only got maybe one or no messages. It's not because we're unpopular, it just means that nothing's happened. It's okay, like we don't have to be in constant control of everything around us. And when we practice this, like a lot of other things, it becomes much easier, enabling us to focus on the important things that we can control. Like how we respond to things or our attitude, our general outlook on life. We become so much more available and present to ourselves and to others, And this is where we can be of far more use to the world. It will also help us to let things into our lives that we may have missed otherwise. When we stop swimming against the tide by fighting with ourselves, our friends, families and colleagues, we slip blissfully into a a far more pleasant flow where we can just have faith. Faith can mean whatever you want it to mean here, whichever interpretation fits your beliefs. For me as an agnostic person, it means that I leave life alone and have faith that if I go about things in the way that I deem to be correct, all will work out in the way it's supposed to work out in the end. If we focus on the present moment, we give the future a far better chance of developing into what will make us happy. I mentioned on the 10 ways to improve our routines podcast that I have an intentions diary that I write in each morning. Very often, usually on weekends, I write in it to allow for spontaneity, to go with the flow, to be open to sudden changes. It really helps me as I've already planted that seed that this could happen. I accept that I don't have control over this possibility. So it makes it far, far easier to just go with it when I need to. So to end today, I'd like to share three of my favourite passages from the Acceptance and Surrender chapter in Eckhart Tolle's book, Stillness Speaks. This has been a really important book for me over the last four or so years. And what I love is you only have to read a passage or two per day as the idea is to meditate on the thought throughout the day. So here are three of my favourite passages from this book. Number one. Do you really need to mentally label every sense, perception, and experience? Do you really need to have a reactive like-dislike relationship with life where you are in almost continuous conflict with situations and people? Or is that just a deep-seated mental habit that can be broken, not by doing anything, but by allowing this moment to be as it is? I love this one so much because By stopping labelling things, we let ourselves experience so much more. If we say, for example, we've had a bad day, we believe it because we don't give ourselves the opportunity to realise that really, we just had one bad moment, or maybe a couple of bad moments in the day surrounded by good moments. Therefore, we don't have to write off and label an entire day as bad for that reason. Okay, passage number two. Whatever you accept completely, will take you to peace including the acceptance that you cannot accept and that you are in resistance this one for me is really powerful because it reminds me of how like sometimes we have to agree to disagree with people you know because we respect each other enough to have different opinions and just move on but sometimes we don't respect ourselves in the same way as we respect others and we can't accept these things and we struggle to accept something we struggle to move on but if we agree to disagree with ourselves, if we accept that we can't accept we can try to begin moving on and passage number three to finish today says surrender comes when you no longer ask why is this happening to me we need to remember that nothing happens to us We are merely just presented with circumstances and how we react to them will help us and teach us far more than dwelling on a non-existent why. As the expression goes, life doesn't happen to us, it happens for us. Thank you all so, so much for coming back today for this episode of the Union Power Coaching Podcast. Please don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, follow on social media at Union Power Coaching and all that good stuff. It means so much and helps so, so much. Until next Wednesday for the midweek meditation, stay happy, stay well, goodbye. For more details about transformation coaching, mindfulness and yoga classes, please visit unionpowercoaching.com.